Welcome to the Peace and Purpose Podcast. This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only. It should not be considered medical, nutritional, psychological, or any other form of advice. If you need specific advice, please consult a professional. Chance, what is up, brother? Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just overrode the mic. I'm telling you the the uh, the the sound wave just went boop 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 boop. <laughs> oh my I uh, Corbin did a countdown. That's why I said take off, but y'all didn't hear the countdown. I'm so sorry so. if I just busted the eardrums out of you guys. I. Uh, I'll try to edit it. Disclaimer. Um, <laughs> Disclaimer. Turn it down at the beginning of the episode because Corbin's going to get excited. A, Corbin's very excited. Well, I'm guys, excited too. The reason I'm so excited is because this is the season one finale of the Peace and Purpose podcast. Ah, Corbin and Chance are so awesome. Like that's like that's where I'm at right now, man. <laughs> season one finale. Like, whoa. Better than The Bachelor. <laughs> a lot of a lot of women are going to disagree, but, but I know, hey, it's worth I think a shot. Every, I think every woman's going to disagree, and maybe some guys. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. But anyway, um, to start our, our last episode up, I'm going to ask the same question, guys. What is something good that has happened to you this week? And again, I'm going to do this every episode. Honor, honor code here. You guys can go ahead and pause now. All right, Chance. So, how was what is something good that happened to you this week? Man, I had a great weekend. Um, thank you to all our veterans who have served. Um, first off, for moving out of Memorial Day weekend. Um, with this weekend, um. Corbin and I hung out. We went to an arcade in bowling, and it was awesome. Um, and there was a moment in life that was just kind of great that I want to reflect on briefly. Um, I went on a camping trip with um, my girlfriend Brenda and our friend Amanda, and it was a very wonderful time. I set my phone in the car, probably got on it like twice for like two minutes, and... That was it. I stayed off of it the rest of the time, and it was wonderful. I went on a little run, and then I decided that it would be great to just get in the cold water and swim across the lake back, which wasn't that far, but it was great. And there were some peaceful moments just in nature and got to read a little bit. The dogs were having a blast. Um, great food by the fire. It was great. It was great. I'm very blessed. Um and then, you know, seeing Corbin's always a blessing. So we got to hang out, have some productivity on Facebook Marketplace. We highly <laughs> recommend it. We're yes. promoting Facebook Marketplace. It's great. Honestly, though, it was so good uh, at our at our house now. We actually have some, and Chance, I'll probably return the favor. Chance gave me a, or I requested a 40% cut off of the sales on this one. But we've got some stuff at my house as well that we need to sell. We've got an air hockey table, uh, a TV, a bunch of stuff. And I think if chance is interest, if you're interested, man, I want to have you over and and we'll sell mine on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, man. With with uh, with items like that, I might take a smaller percent. But hey, hey, Corbin Corbin put his heart and soul into that, and I was taking me coffee to keep up. So yeah, you put I, your you put did, a, some hard work in there. 
But it's Facebook Marketplace is great. I mean, tell them how is. many pe- how many people you had corresponding with you to trying to buy the stuff. Like it was it's so like, quick. It's like five minutes later. No, it was probably a few minutes. It was probably like two or three minutes. And, and then you had three I or think four or five had, people. I think that was like a hundred and twenty some views within the last few days. I mean, it just it gets out there. So it's it's great. But definitely definitely recommend it. And I don't really think there's I don't think there's a cost to it, which I mean it promotes Facebook, which is great. But right. Yeah, Facebook is pretty much completely ads. That's how they make their revenue. We thank you, Facebook. Yeah. So it's it's they they have uh, users and then customers, two different two separate groups. Anyway, that's has nothing. That's neither here nor nor there. Um, so <laughs> Corbin, Corbin, you, Corbin, you. Let's yeah. let's hear it. Well, I had a some of course me and Ch- I had a freaking fantastic weekend. First off. Chance and I at that arcade, we had such a good time, man. Oh my gosh, that was fun because I haven't been to an arcade in a long time, uh, and oh my gosh, it was so cool, man. We got one of them was really neat. We got on these, you know, how there was the car games where you know you actually have the wheel and the gas pedal and stuff. I'd never seen one like this. This one, there was actually a motorcycle game where you would lean. On the motorcycle and like and like accelerate how you do on a motor like by um pulling the handlebar back towards yourself. Oh my gosh, it was cool. Me and Chance had some close races, man. Oh, we did, and great pictures to go along with them. Great pictures. Yeah, you oh, got to take a picture gosh. of yourself, and then it would it would show you as a user. Oh yeah, we made the we made the most of that for our license. Yeah, <laughs> that was so cool. That was awesome. But uh, anyway, I really enjoyed that. And just having the time with Chance, that really is a, it's a beautiful friendship. We reflected on that this weekend, too. And then on some, no, Monday. Um, on Monday, me and my parents, we got outside, and I told you guys about the horseshoe pit that we put in. We played horseshoes. We played badminton. We threw the football. We played basketball. We ate watermelon out on the out in the grass and like, oh my gosh, I just the family time, the time I cherished with that, it was just fantastic, fantastic. Being out in nature, connecting with my with my parents, that was awesome. And then Monday morning, that was Monday afternoon. Monday morning, I read the Bible the entire morning, probably like five or six hours. So that's a morning right there. Yeah, man. Got to connect there, man. I the, I have a great advantage in that because I love reading anyway. So that was just I can get reading that thing and go on for hours and hours. Anyway, that's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Uh, hey. so that was the good things that happened this week. That sounds like a a good good weekend all around. Yeah, um, and and you can connect it back to the podcast, um, because the spirituality episode for one. About how that helps us through tough times. Our the social connectedness and social support episode. Big time with my with my parents. All sorts of things. Several other episodes that connect to the things we did this weekend. And just having fun and adventure time and having friendship time and yeah. Very grateful. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> pro growth nail non bite thing. <laughs> I yes. never know what it's called, but it's, I don't need to know what it's called. It's working still. It's still working. And I still pick at some of my nails, but, like, they're growing. They're still growing. It's great. So 
That's yep. cool. And guys, um, I'm just saying that's in the that that a link that link is down in the description if you want to check that check that sucker out. Yeah, if you bite your nails, do it. Chance, <laughs> chances, I mean, chance, it tastes terrible, but chances your testimonial right here. So. I mean, if you if you apply it like every other day, I mean, y- yep. you'll stop, or you'll at least know that you're biting your nails. But yeah, that meditation, I always go back to those two. I know those are like the the starters. Um, I haven't meditated all that much lately, but I'll get back into it. Yeah, I haven't meditated all that much, but for me... Meditated with nature. For me, meditation and prayer are sort of being alongside of one another. And I've been praying. So, really, I've been meditating. So, yeah, I've just been doing a a certain type of meditation. So, um, yeah. But I haven't used the Calm app in a couple days, though, so... I haven't either, but hey, maybe it's it's transferring to our lives. You know, meditating it different ways. You can you can yeah. meditate different ways. Yeah, once you get a handle for it, you can sort of expose yourself in different ways to it. But anyway, yeah, man. Well, do you have anything else to say about that chance? If not, we'll roll right into the finale content. Values. Uh, okay. On a list. <laughs> I need to start studying them, but we'll get there. But yeah, cool. Take it away, Corbino. Yeah, Let's go. All right. So today, today we're going. We are going today. Um, today I'm going to give you. Today is Tuesday, June the first. So recording on Tuesday this week. Um, no, today is Sunday or Monday or whatever day you're listening to it. That's what day. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, right. Um, but anyway, today we're going to talk about something that can give you a tremendous sense of of freedom of just joy wrote a song about that a freedom of joy Sorry. and and enlightenment and it's something that is just so i don't even know how to say it 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 is a great relief of burden like a lot of the things this season and I'm just curious if you guys resonate with, you know, the self-criticism thing. There, that inner voice that we've talked about before that is always looking for your flaws. And maybe you feel bad about your flaws. And maybe your flaws aren't things that you can help. And if you relate with this, this episode is going to be good for you, I think. Because today... We're going to learn how to radically accept exactly who we are and free ourselves from that inner critic. So. Boom. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, pal. That chick is jacking my style, man. <laughs> that's, me, that's me sweating in a middle school dance. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, acceptance. <laughs> I, I accept that I that I sweat at middle school dances, man. I actually love I think, it. <laughs> I think I think everybody did, man. I'm I actually proud of it. Me and my Air Apostle shirt and my fighting necklace. Yes, <laughs> yes, that yeah. was a style. And if you're and if you uh, if you've got a girl in your life, the the ultimate expression of love, give her your fighting <laughs> necklace. <laughs> uh, I bet that I bet that went away for for middle schoolers, but that's sad because yeah. that was that was. That was it back then. If you're our age, you probably relate to that. Anyway, and are from the United States. So, yeah, so the acceptance. So this is also from that book 
uh, when panic attacks, which we, we have down in the description if you're interested. And we're going to give you some, some bare bones and give you the basis of a chapter that's probably the most powerful in the entire book. That's what the author claims for, for the people he's worked with. And for me, honestly, the most powerful chapter in the book because there's a spiritual element to this. So what do, what do I mean by there's a spiritual element to this? Look at Christianity. By the Christian faith, there's a big emphasis on the fact that humans are imperfect. God is perfect, but people, no. That's important. So, and it, it's said many times in the scripture, if you're, if you're a believer, that we are imperfect. That is the human condition. Innately, we are sinners. And innately, we don't do things correctly and we're not going to like make everything happen perfectly all the time. Like That's just a part of it. Not only Christian religions, I think it was the Navajo Indians, and he mentioned this in the book, and whenever they would make afghans and weave baskets and stuff, they believed that they would have to have at least one, even if they were really good at it, one imperfection in the basket to signal to their gods and to connect in that way. So, this is a, a motif that is seen throughout a lot of different religious and spiritual practices and belief systems. And that's why there's, there's innately a spiritual undertone to this. So, what the acceptance paradox is is whenever there's an inner voice, that inner voice of criticism that's going through your mind, and it says, for example, and let's go into an example here. Chance, didn't your inner voice once say, Chance, you're short. That's a bad thing. That makes you inadequate. Or that makes you unattractive. Hey, Did I was going to bring that up. Yeah. I figured I'd go ahead and trigger the story. This was a nice time to bring it up. So... What that inner what what were your thoughts then that would upset make you upset that you were short? Like what would you think to yourself? Um so it was like in high school and I don't know, it was the thing it was a time where everybody was growing and getting taller. You know, everybody was like, Let's hit the six foot mark and I don't know, that's a big part of puberty that I feel like maybe girls look forward to, but guys really look forward to, you know, it, it typically typically extends your athletic ability um you know gives you a better shot with the ladies as we think um or you know it might be a reality um you know it that at that time there was so many benefits and that's all i saw i was like well who cares if i can sit in a plane and be comfortable or sit in the back of a car and be comfortable or tall people can't and uh i don't know it just over time i embraced my role and was like if I play a sport, I get to be the shorter kid that, you know, is, you know, for, for playing roles here that typically takes the ball up and is the facilitator. And, you know, I'm not meant to be in the post. And I reference basketball because I, I know height's one of the biggest. Height matters a lot in basketball. But just, I played my role. Like, uh, uh, you know, running, you know, the longer legs probably helped out a lot. So it gave me a, a push and a drive to to try to excel and do better than, you know, to say that maybe I don't have the necessary build for it or, or things like that. It was accepting 
who I was, and then embracing the positive aspects of it, and even the negative aspects of, even the negative aspects of it. Um, and I think a lot of that in my life has shaped me for who I am. I'm very thankful for that. And you know, a lot of the life lessons that I've learned come from being short and the things that I, I wouldn't say I went through it wasn't a lot necessarily but um the ups and the downs of it it, it like I said it, it shaped me who I am and to this day I'm thankful for it and now I really enjoy being short and you know I I don't know it's just something you obviously as you get older you're just used to it more and it's not a I guess it was this hope when I was younger to to grow a few more inches but now I'm, I don't know yeah, cool, man. And it, it's funny, Corbin's on the other end over there, six five. He wouldn't yeah. donate me. He, he said he, he said he would donate me inches if you know, <laughs> yeah, if he could. Yeah, when, when they let us know, so Elon Musk, if you figure that out, let us know. Yeah, when they when they let us know when that surgery comes out, and we can when that when that surgery hit the hits the market. What a weird, what an interesting way to say it. But um, yeah, but yeah, I think that's I think that's really cool, and I think it's honoring this goes sort of back to honoring ourselves and who we are you know i was reading like a lot of the bible this weekend and it starts talking about spiritual gifts you know certain people have been we all have our individual gifts intentionally because we all function as a body and we all have whether that gift is in height or whether that gift is in you know however maybe maybe in some ways it's important that people we have short people, shorter people, and it's important that we have taller people. I know this sounds sort of it's comical, but I mean we don't know, right? We we need people to do certain jobs, honestly, where where being being shorter is helpful. And just going off of that, I think accepting that we have been given the certain gifts that we have been getting are after we have been given divinely and embracing those and accepting each gift and each way that we are we can either be short or tall you know or or medium size i guess but you know accepting that we are you know 5 9 whatever your height is you know and being able to just go okay i'm going to play my 5 9 card well like the cards i've been dealt but what's the sense in me beating up on myself because I'm five nine? Did I do anything to be five nine? No. Hey man, five nine's average. You got to reference my height here. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, whatever height you know, if you, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're five foot, here's an even extreme and, example. And, if you're five foot flat and you're a guy, you know, like it's something, something like that. Realizing that maybe that plays into what your divine role is, and it's like being accepting of that. I think we're talking a lot about height here. This would be, you know, any attributes that we're discussing. Yes. We're just, I guess, going off of my example. This so, is any attribute. For, refer- for reference. Exactly. Any attribute. Physical. Give them some other attributes. Yeah, that might be good. That might be good. Um, he- here's here's one. Maybe, like I said, I was always the singer growing up, and I was always very talented at singing. But if, if you're not good at singing... It's sort of accepting that and saying, hey, it's okay that I'm not good at singing. That's all right. I'm not going to be good at everything. 
And that's... You get to be the funny one when a song comes on because you know all the words and you sing off pitch and it's hilarious if you make it hilarious. And the beautiful thing about it is that can serve as a guide for us. The things that we're good at and we're naturally talented at, that can serve as a guide. Say, oh, I can now pursue that. I'm naturally good at that. I got to I gotta interject here, and I won't name any names, but I, we had a buddy. Well, I'll say I had a buddy back in the day. He could not sing at all, but he always enjoyed singing, and he would know most of the words in most cases, and he would just sing as loud as he could. And it was the fact that he accepted it and embraced it, and it made it so funny for everyone. And it wasn't like laughing at him. He just... We all enjoyed laughing because we all knew he couldn't sing and he knew he couldn't sing. But because he accepted it, it didn't become a, oh, y'all are making fun of me. It became a, let me sing as loud as I can because everyone's laughing so hard. And like in, in enjoyment yeah. of the fact that, so. That, yeah. And even in just, the book. That's what, that shows what acceptance does. In, in the book, he mentioned, he says, find truth in what your inner critic says and agree with it. In a humorous way. <laughs> can, I, can I tell another story? That's straight out. Yeah, go. I want, yeah, tell us another story. I, t- I told you they start popping off when we started talking about it. I, I might have told it. this story before in the podcast at some point. I might, I really, I probably have. But anyways, it's really relevant right now. Our preacher told it, so I probably won't tell it exactly the right. But anyways, this guy, I don't know if he was autistic or if he was in a wheelchair, but he had some type of underlying disability that held him back from being what we would consider normal. It was very physically apparent. Let's put it like that. And apparently, I don't know if it was just like the transition to high school or if it was his first day of high school, but it pretty much happened to where he got bullied a lot. And the first day, I think he had went home early from school because of the way he was being treated. I really think I did tell his story. But anyways, his mom pretty much just like, look, laugh along with them, enjoy your life, and, you know, you are who you are, embrace who you are. I don't know how she said it. She's kind of like, it was tough love. And it was good tough love. Because four years later, he became the class clown. Um, you know, everyone loved him. But he learned to laugh along with everybody. And, you know, wouldn't, I wouldn't say picked at his disability, but he embraced who he was and accepted who he was. And we would say maybe accepted his flaws and made it something positive for him and for everyone else. And... He lived a long, happy life, and uh, I think I think he had a speech impediment, or he couldn't speak too. And years later, the the guy was really determined, and they put peanut butter on like the sides of his mouth to work out his tongue, and he ended up taught like being able to speak, and maybe became a speaker. But I, maybe I'm going too extensive on the story. But long story short, you're not. He could have. He could have. You know, that freshman year, got down on himself, been depressed for years on years on years could have carried into his adulthood but no he turned it around made the most of it and became very i would say successful and very happy and um so yeah that's just a motivating story for all and i thought it was very enlightening and very um what would be the word uh i don't know can't think of the word but that's one had to share that's that is so cool man they're there was a guy of story. I don't remember who it was. I listened to it on another on another podcast, and or something of that. I heard it somehow, and it was this guy who was you know very popular at the top of his game, just 
satisfied with his life and everything. And he got in a car wreck, and he was a paralytic after that. He's completely paralyzed. This guy had a choice. I mean, this is a hard thing to accept. My gosh, can you imagine? He he was on top of his game. He was an athlete. Like he was he was enjoying he was just doing all these things that he wanted to do. And that happened to him. And I think like a lot of people, he had sort of a he went down, he hit a lull, and he sort of splatted on the rock, you know. He hit rock bottom and just splatted like a paintball. But he started to, like, his friends came and saw him, and they got these all these ideas to where he started, they started figuring out ways for him to do, like, these extreme sports, being a paralytic. And, like, I forget what they do. They was, like, something with maybe, and I may be misquoting here, but... Something with, like, they went to, like, diving with sharks. You know how you do in, like, a shark cage or whatever. And they somehow figured out a way to propel him and, like, drag him with a rope and, like, get him to, like, be in the cage and, like, do the shark thing, even though he couldn't even move himself. And I think, and he just lived it up and had a partner and a relationship with, with, with a woman. And, like, there was all these different things. But I think there's a lot of instances of freedom and joy and just like personal enlightenment whenever you accept something as something especially with something that big and monumental so that's really cool let me see what else where I where we want to take this here yeah thank you for sharing yeah man yeah man stories painting a picture Okay. Corbin wanted us to tell stories and I was like I'm going to wing it yeah. cuz I like stories yeah man I want to I want to tell stories with a beautiful message. So anyway, there's another talk in the book where it actually wasn't from this chapter. This is chapter 15. But in another chapter, he talks about once you let go of the idea that you on a personal level are supposed to be special, everything in your life becomes special. When you take yourself out of the spotlight and you don't have all the pressure on for you to be the guy and you to be the man and you to be all this stuff. And be the woman and the girl. Yeah. Thank you. Everything just gets more spectacular. Everything around you just gets more joyful. Because you're no longer focusing on nickel and diming yourself to get to pieces with that inner critic saying you got to be the special guy, you got to be the special guy. And ironically, when you stop doing that, you become the special guy. Because you become one of those people or, or girl or whoever, you become the special person because you're that magnetism when it becomes not about you anymore. Which, a byproduct of that is you're not going to have that self-criticism as much because you don't have uh, the expectation of, in order for me to have a good life, I have to be this perfect person. But simultaneously, you become a person a lot of people want to be around, and you attract success, success to you as opposed to you chasing success by beating yourself up and trying to be perfect. 
So, I thought that was a really cool thing. I like that. That's a, that is a good point. Um, I have something diverting off of that, and it's not necessarily correlated by any means, but it's related to this topic. So, um, with the self-acceptance, I think there's two two aspects, at least as far as uh, based off of my brainstorming on this topic. I think some self-acceptance is a matter of, and I'll just relate it back because you know the story, in my height, it's something you have to accept. There's not a change to it. It's not, I'm going to work harder to become taller. It's it's a, you have to accept it. Something else I've learned in life too is there's things that you have to accept for the time being, but that you can work on. So it's not something by any means I'm proud of, but I've learned it about myself. I'm cognitive of it, and I've probably mentioned it in the past. I'm very self-centered. I'm aware of that. I accept, not that I accept that that's who I am, but I accept that that's a part of what I struggle with, and now I'm working on it. I know that this might not necessarily work, be correlated to self-acceptance, but I think that's another aspect of the whole Christianity. We're not perfect. That's 100% correct. And it's those things, mm-hmm. it's like you accept that, not you accept that issue that you have or that struggle that you have, but you accept that that's something that's difficult for you. Yes. Um, just as anger, not to say it's not hard for me now, but I prayed about it a lot and my anger flipped. And what I mean by that is, I mean, it used to just be, it would be, you turn a switch and I'm angry. Now it, it takes time. It takes, I have this, I have thoughts that come in to say, hey, you know, you're in a situation that would normally bring you anger, meditate on it and validate that you, you know, that this is, it's not reasonable to get angry. Not that getting angry is something we should hide but anyways yes yes i mean chance one comment is just out of the blue i have been incredibly impressed with your how your self-awareness has improved like unbelievably your just the things you notice about yourself, that has come such a long way. I, I mean, that is just one comment about your progress through the time we've been recording this podcast. It's just, oh, oh I appreciate my. it, buddy. I'm dead I'm dead serious, though, man. I, I'm, I'm really serious. I mean this. Uh, the second thing, it's extremely on topic. And uh, that that's the case because you are at a point now where you have that self-acceptance or you have the self-understanding and because of that your self-critic it's good to have it but your self-critic is now flared up because you're aware of everything and you're now able to really go after yourself about the things you're aware of the problems i think the next step for you is the self-acceptance you've got the awareness but you're hypercritical of yourself the self-awareness, that's important. We talked about this earlier in the season. That was one of our first episodes. But now we've got to bring in the the most powerful technique for relieving these feelings of stress and anxiety and all these things. It's complete self-acceptance. We understand ourselves and we accept ourselves. So all you, we talked about, I tell Chance, you know, don't shit all over yourself. You know, I'm not going to say what that sounds like, but don't but don't shit all over yourselves, okay? 
Chance likes to shit on himself. I do sometimes too, but Chance, I see particularly with this, he is very hard. I didn't know what I didn't know what you were saying at first. I was like, we're gonna have to click the X-Blick button when we <laughs> upload this now. No, 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 no. But but Chance, you do it a lot. You're very hard on yourself. I think you struggle. I think you've gotten better like with the height thing. You know some things you can't change. And I think you've done pretty good with that. But the things I hear you shooting yourself on are the things you can change, but you're not going to be able to make progress because you haven't accepted where you currently are. You, you aren't... When personal change comes out of inspiration and going, yes, oh my gosh, I feel alive, this is right, this is spiritual almost, the fact that I'm doing this and I am making progress in this area, and that I'm being less self-centered, and I'm being more giving, and I'm being more considerate, and I'm letting other people talk more, and I'm listening more, and I'm communicating better. When that's out of inspiration and being like, oh my gosh, I feel so alive, this is right for people, this is right for God, this is right for me, then you've got something. But... When you don't, you only get that inspiration when you've accepted yourself. You, you, when you, if you're not accepting yourself, you try to ridicule yourself into doing something. And think about it this way: How well does it work whenever someone tries to, when someone rags on you so much and getting you to achieve a goal? It's much better for you to just accept yourself, and plus, you're going to actually enjoy the pro enjoy the process and make better progress on it because you're using the right fuel source. You're using inspiration. You're not using, oh, I feel bad about myself. Let's do it. It's a different feeling. Also, if you're using inspiration, especially with the things about being considerate, it's not about... I need to do this so that I can relieve my, my me beating up on myself. You're doing it now for other people. And by doing it for other people, you actually do it for yourself at the same time. That's, that's so satisfying. It's going to be hard for me to pick up because I've just gotten into that. The power of editing, baby. Yeah. The power of editing. So our, our phone just rang in the room and, uh, I've been trying to throw this phone out of the room so that it doesn't ring, but it somehow keeps showing up in here. Um, hey, we should keep this. Oh no, I, we're keeping this part. Right, but we're keeping this, this part, part right here. I tell you right now, because this is all. I was just in like I was really delivering through my soul right there, and then the phone rang, and then me and Chance were like, "Okay, how do we pick up that? Like, I, like what was I just talking about? Like, <laughs> I can't even tell you. I was, I was like, how do we pick up that powerful message right there? So. Anyway, we're just gonna just gonna move along. Um, so, but yeah, so I think now you guys have got the concept of self acceptance. Now I want you guys to be able to experience it. So it's one thing to to understand something on the intellectual level. There's another thing to experience it on an emotional level and just throughout yourself. So this is also in the book. Very helpful. It is an exercise. It's basically the vehicle for you to be able to practice self-acceptance and get to the point where you can harness it and have all these emotions we've been talking about. And with, with the guy recovering and all the stories we told you about people who were overcomers 
because they accepted themselves and and harnessed their their given attributes and didn't focus on the things that they didn't have that other people had. They focused on the things that they had, and they accepted both. So this is an exercise called externalization of voices. And in this exercise, he does this throughout the book and a couple other techniques, but specifically on this one, one, you have you usually do this with a partner, so it's two people. And if you guys have your daily mood logs from, we're not going to go through the exercise in this episode, but if you guys have your daily mood logs, you can use those as the negative voice. So maybe the first time around, you're going to let your partner be the negative voice. So all the thoughts that you wrote on there that promoted anxiety or whatever, what have you, you're going to have your partner say those things to you out loud. They're just going to have that sheet of paper, the daily mood logger, or type it or however you decided to do it in their hand. And they are going to slam you and criticize you. And your job is to harness self-acceptance to soften the criticism and defeat the negative thoughts, the negative self, the inner critic that is now being, it's called externalization of voices because your partner is saying it out loud. And it may seem at first like you're having an argument with someone, but really it's an argument that you have internally. And it helps you to realize these things because you resonate with what the partner's saying because you've heard it in your mind before, because you wrote it down that that's how, what you were thinking when you were feeling bad. And now you take that outside of its context and use the self-acceptance principle to defeat the negative thoughts, to defeat the negative voice in your head. And there's a couple of criteria on here that help you to, to do the exercise well. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go too far into it in this episode because I want you guys to, to check out. He, his name is David D. Burns, MD. He's got a podcast, he's got a YouTube channel, and then this his books are really the best resources. And like I said, we've got the, the one link that you can get all these exercises in so that you guys can do them and understand them in better depth from someone who really is intelligent about these things. So, yeah. But in that conversation, you know, he's going to give you some guidelines to make sure that it's effective. Because if you, like, you know, the positive thoughts, you want to phrase them as I statements. And if you're playing the part of the negative thoughts, you want to explain to phrase them as you statements. Because if you don't do that, then the conversation sounds like you're getting advice from a friend or criticism from a friend. But you need to realize it's important for the self-acceptance idea that the negative voice is within you as opposed to it coming from outside of you. And this is just a side note to end here, or, you know, to, to work through the, this concept, is that you can actually use this self-acceptance thing with criticisms from other people. If they're, they're ragging on you or doing things, and you note that it just, you accept it, and whether it's something that you think is valid or not, you accept it and you verbalize that to them like you do with the externalization of voices. Because we do the same things to ourselves like when people criticize us, we do that same thing to ourselves internally and oftentimes don't realize it but feel dragged down from it. So Chance, do you have any thoughts on on any of this? No, I'm just listening, man. 
It's good content. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't know if you had any reflections on it. I really, I really want to hear if you, if you feel a certain way about it, or if there's something you want the people to know about this. I mean, I think it just all goes back to kind of what you were just talking about, like being able to fully accept yourself. You can fit in a situation and be happy about it, and it, it goes back to the story with the kid that got bullied like a lot of people go through that especially through like a middle school high school age and if you're able to solely accept those things that you're going through and change your mindset on them the whole outlook on life changes is now well chance i want to ask you a question specifically yeah what's up right now what's up man how when you had to because i know your height bothered you for a long time how did you come in the moments that you were accepting that or just the time period? How did you accept that about yourself? Truly, I just realized I wasn't going to get taller and it was a matter of, okay, well, you can be mad the rest of your life or you can be wanting to be taller or you can just be happy with where you're at. I don't really remember a moment and I'm trying to think back. Um, it's probably when I was in college because they're like, oh, sometimes you grow in college. I mean, some people do. And I was like, the reality of it is, you're not going to grow. And then it was just literally accepting that I wasn't going to grow. And I don't know, I just slowly over time, it was just like, oh, well, cool. I'm I'm happy with who I am. And I don't know, I wish I could give you more of a pinpointed moment, but. Yeah, no, no, no. But was it that, two thoughts here, was it that you were focused on things that were in your wheelhouse or did you did you do it from a humorous standpoint how how did you navigate it cuz i know from maybe here's a here's a just the idea i'm having this isn't your thought but just projecting i'm not tall enough to be attractive to most women or a lot of women then to yourself say you know did you do something like this is just an idea of the acceptance paradox actually just an example for you I'm not saying this is Chance's thought. This is just me making something up about height. You know, you say that to yourself. I'm not going to be attracted to women. You say, you know, I may not be that tall, but the fact of the matter is there are so many good things about myself. I've never prided myself on being tall. And yet, there are many attributes about me that are that are attractive to many women. So accept that you're not tall and say, hey, that's okay. That's how I was made. And go, but there, I have so many gifts. And destroy it with gratitude. I think I have an answer for you. Great. So, man. for reference... We had a friend group that picked with each other all the time. I mean, if you weren't okay with your flaws, you were screwed. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, you know, there's good and bad in it, but at the same time, it makes you have to accept who you are because once you're able to laugh along with it, because I realized when my friends make jokes about my height now, the only thing I get mad at is if they make a terrible joke. I'm like... Short jokes are the easiest thing to make. You have to at least make it creative or a good joke to where I'm going to laugh. And and once that changed, it used to be, oh, well, that that that's a stab at me or this, that, and the other. Let me come back with the joke. But now it's just a matter of just 
make it a good joke if you're gonna make it because I want to laugh. So I don't know. That was that was that was a transitional moment I think because now I I can truly appreciate a good short joke. Like I said, it's got it's got to be a good one. Yeah. And then then there's also the principle of if you resist or try to fight back, you're just opening yourself up for more attacks. But if you accept the blow, the attack ceases. That's very true. And you accept it, so you don't have a problem with this. There's no harbored tension you have because you've accepted yourself. You don't feel like you have to come back because there's no uncomfortableness within and going, you. And going back to it, it, I feel like it happens a lot in middle school and high school. I, I feel like that's just the age for it. Not to say it doesn't happen when you're 50, 60, 70. I don't know. It probably does. But I feel like middle school, high school is a prominent. But it's like you pick with each other all the time. And it's like what if you could accept whatever you got picked on about and not have to come back with something? What if you're like, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, that's right. People, it, it would just be funny as people's yeah. reaction. They might just kind of laugh and walk away and be like, what the heck? What what just happened? And you might not even see it or they might fake it, but that's what they're thinking in their head. They're like, I was supposed to get a reaction. Yep. And like like I said, just like with the... For, for people, if you're getting bullied or you feel that your people sort of make fun of you, like I said earlier, outer critics can be handled the same way the inner critic is handled dramatically accept it and do it in a humorous way if you can you know if it, that same voice that we talked about externalizing voices and thoughts like hey yeah you're, you're short man you, you're ugly you're ugly say you know you accept those and do the same thing with someone who is it, bullying you as your inner it's critic. just awesome when you turn it around though like the guy like the guy who couldn't sing he couldn't yes. sing anything and it was great i loved when he sang because it was hilarious like not in a rude way yeah. it was just like he enjoyed singing badly and we did too because it was funny and he and like his how happy he was like that's that's the part of it it's like you once you turn to and it's hard it's hard at a younger age to realize that but I don't know, like so many kids yeah. bully each other, and not to say that that's that's completely wrong, but it's gonna happen. It's part of life. People project their if they get bullied, oftentimes they transition it to someone else, and just be that person that stops that chain. You don't have to get down on yourself. You don't have to bully anybody else. You just embrace it, accept who you are, and it's it's hard, but make the most out of it, and like turn it yep. into something good, even though you know it seems to come out as a negative connotation. Yep, and it gets there's two things that happen here. If you do that, what ha, what does that bully do? What does the bully do if you just accept it and say, "Yeah, man." He goes, "Oh, that was a weird reaction. It wasn't satisfying for me." And the thing is, your inner critic is going to do but, the same. But I will thing. give you a disclaimer. Corbin says that and he's completely right, 100%. But you're not going to see that cuz they're going to hide that. Now, well, no, but I'm saying, but I'm saying they're not going to come back and be bullying you as much. It may be frequent. It may be you're the yeah, target. They could, yeah. But you're not going to be a fun target after no, that's that. That's true. I just I say that for reference because sometimes you hear that kids hear that, and when I, I guess I don't know if I was a kid and I thought this, and I, they were like, you'd hear that advice, and you're like, oh, okay, I'll do it one time. They're going to stop or they're not going to react. But it's a matter of maybe maybe they didn't maybe they did react, but inside like. You have to understand that's what they're thinking. They're like, well, crap, I didn't get a reaction. They might pick, pick back at you again to try to get a reaction because that typically is the goal. But anyways, this yeah. got on. I mean, do it a couple do it a couple times and break the seal. I promise you this is human nature of reaction it gaming. Is. They, they will, st- from a numbers standpoint, the occurrence will be less frequent. I feel like we got on, well, at least yeah, I got on the bullying, the bullying 
aspect. But hey, I mean that's part of self acceptance. No, I, I did think too. That's, that's where it leads. This is self acceptance. I mean, I've yeah, I've been trying to sort of direct the conversation, and I think we we've stayed we've stayed on self acceptance, yeah. and we got so we guys, got all the areas of it. And hey, I'm I know I'm interrupting, and I know I'm fast and everywhere, but I'm uh, if you got some final comments, I know you're about to say something, so I don't want to interject. If you had some yeah stuff yeah to discuss, I, I was. I was gonna move the train here. Move, sort of close move the us. train, man. Give us a give us the goal, or don't let me cut you off. If you got something, go for it. Yeah. So I just want to leave you guys with a remark about this self acceptance. You can. I want to emphasize how you can use this this dynamic self acceptance. You can use it with your internal voice, and you can use it even with other people in the criticisms. A lot of times, if we resist. When we get reactive, we feel like we have to volley. I am advising you guys to stop volleying. Accept yourself. It'll change your life. So, this was our last episode. Uh, I am really just, I'm extremely satisfied that Chance and I could come together and talk and provide you guys with value and I hope that if you all got something out of this that you will take the time to share this podcast we're going to make it super shareable with with loved ones or anyone you know that you feel could benefit from this in addition to that I want you guys to go out and just talk with loved ones and try to exercise some of the things we've done this season with them do it it's a collaborative thing it's a community thing. This is something that is so much better to do if you're with people. That's a lot of the reason why people have help groups. And people who have gone through trauma, they come together and they talk and they form a body and they're, they're able to support one another. And why you know group therapy is so helpful in some contexts. And why being able to talk things out with family members is so nice. So I want to, I want to inspire you guys to talk with loved ones about this. And especially in the case of mental health. This is a taboo thing. So let's make it not taboo. And if you think this message is powerful and helpful, help us spread it. Share the share the podcast. Share specific episodes share the love. that you think will help people. Share the love. And and share really is. I mean, when I say I love you guys, I mean it. I don't even know you guys, but I love for most of you. I I love people, and I want an energy to come over this medium to where we can positively affect you. So if you know someone that might benefit, please share. And even if you don't share the podcast, please have conversations with them and use some of the tools that we had on the podcast. And my big challenge for you guys today is, just on this content, is one— Try the externalization of voices exercise using your daily mood log. And that's your practice for acceptance. So that when you get in the game, and and that'll help you get a feel and feel the freedom and how awesome it is, and that'll compel you to do more and more self-acceptance when you get in live action time. And what I mean by that is whenever the inner critic's going on in your head and you're doing something else and you get those thoughts of doubt and you get those thoughts of... Um, you know, this is a stupid money decision, you know, and you get anxious about it. That's when 
that practice of you talk working it through with a friend or you can journal it as well. That they tell you about that in the book. You know how to not volley, self accept, and quiet that inner critic critic and hire and quiet the outer critics, the people who are bringing you down, maybe not nefariously, but because for their they feel like that's how they gain. So that's my challenge for you all. And like I said, let's spread this message. If it's helped you, please pass it along. Because it would mean a lot to me and Chance. And if you can, leave a comment anywhere for us. You know, we leave it anywhere that we are. And tell us about how it's touched you. I'd be really interested to, to hear what you guys have to say about our first season on stress and anxiety. Chance, do you have any final thoughts on, on this season? Yeah, I'll keep it brief. I hope and pray that the podcast has impacted y'all or will impact y'all or family and friends of yours like it has me and Corbin. Because if it did, it's been a big impact. Thank y'all for tuning in. We hope that you tune in next season and we truly look forward to it. So, next season. Let's talk about next season for a second. Let's give you a little bit of a teaser. So, I've been thinking... And I think that we're going to get a little bit tighter on what we talk about on the podcast. We're going to niche down, as they say. This is going to allow you guys to, one, maybe all, you're going to know what to expect from us. So we're going to have seasons with different topics and different episodes on different topics. But we're going to get a little bit more specific about what this podcast is about. And... What we're going to be talking about is spirituality and through our lens, Christianity. And we're going to have that at the center. You know, this is a podcast that talks about personal and just development and relationships and and everything that has to do with you on a personal level. So how we can develop our spirit, the deepest part of us. And we're going to talk about Christianity, and we're going to talk about how we can gain peace and purpose through our faith. I see what you did there. You see what I did there? Peace and purpose through our faith. And having a faith and having a belief and having something that is greater than you, as we said before, you'll notice in our logo or um, whatever we call it, our graphic, there's a outline of a head, and there's a bunch of lines going around in the head, and it looks like, a, like an entanglement. And I'm going to say that, you know, I talked about my stress and anxiety. That was my mind before I came to God. That mixed-up mind, that mind that didn't have a direction. That mind that was so confused and overlapping in itself for me trying to devise my own morals and my own way of being. But I think the realization and the way that God chases us is when we're in that deepest state of confusion and deepest 
just ground zero, rock bottom. We have to accept ourselves that we are not enough and put our faith and our love and our hope in something bigger than us so that we can now live deeper lives of peace and purpose and direction and joy. I see what you did there. Exactly. And that is where we are taking this podcast. That is the value we want you to get out of this podcast. And that is the lens of how we are going to improve your lives. Chance, do you have any final remarks? That is my teaser for the next, for our podcast moving forward. Not just the next season, the podcast as a whole. That's what you're going to be getting from us. The Trinity. Just leave it at that. Don't let them know what's going on. They'll figure it out. The They'll Trinity. figure it out when they come back. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, man. Sounds great. Well, guys, we really appreciate you. We love you. We care for you. Chance, I deeply appreciate you. And just the fact that we set out to do something and that we've been doing it consistently and consistently providing value and consistently growing as people and doing something good in the world and sticking to it and wanting to do it and continuing to do it and being passionate about it and you being my my partner in this has just been such a wonderful experience, a life-changing, I, I mean, I mean this, a life-changing experience for me. So, yeah. I appreciate you, man. I love you. And uh, couldn't do it without Corbin. Corbin was the the motivator that started it all. So, All right. Well, guys, we will see you next season. And uh, we, I really look forward to being in your ears once again, and I think Chance can say the same. So We have no time frame for when it's going to be out, so we'll let you know when we know. Yeah, let you know when we know. All right, guys. We love you. And we hope until we meet again that you guys are able to live lives of peace and purpose. See you I next see what time. you did there. <laughs> Every time. As our first season comes to a close, we want you guys to be aware of when we will be releasing the next season. We would like you guys to tune in for our next season on, drumroll please. June 20th at 7 p.m. If you are enjoying or benefiting from our show and you'd like to spread the love, you can do so by subscribing, downloading, and telling your friends and family about us, especially if you feel that they could benefit as well. Also, if you'd like to access our show notes, which includes any resources that we may speak about during the show, you can do so by clicking the down arrow, the details button, or the abridged paragraph depending on the platform from which you are listening. We want to thank you for your continued support. We really appreciate it. The Peace and Purpose Podcast is a participant in the Amazon Services LLC Associates Program, an affiliate advertising program designed to provide means for creators to earn advertising commissions by advertising and linking to Amazon.com and its affiliated sites. Thank you for joining us on the Peace and Purpose Podcast.